talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. All right, welcome back, gentlemen. Hello. Hey, have you had fun doing this? It's, it seems like it's it's it seems like it's rejuvenating. I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> of course you enjoy <laughs> chatting it. with you guys. I'm a talker. Fun, fun, fun. They, they don't see head motions, Brent. You have to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I was using sign language. Well, that was the international nod for yes, I suppose. Yes. yes. Well, we got some new equipment here, so hopefully this thing will work out for us. Um, for those of you in listener land, we're actually in a in our recording room, which is. Uh, what what is it? What do they call these walls? State of the art. State of the well. Besides that, uh, re, reclaim pallet wood. Oh yeah, the reclaim pallet wood part of the wood. Yeah. So two of the walls are pallet wood, and one of the wall is that spongy, squishy stuff that's supposed to absorb sound. Yes. But we've got our golden chairs um, and our scepters, and oh my gosh, this um, room is huge. Too. It is huge. Oh, it's at least what like eight foot wide by mm. ten foot deep or so. So anyways. lots of echoes. You know, they say, <laughs> my favorite quote is, you have a face for radio and a voice for TV. And I think that applies. I've been in some radio stations. It's kind of cool to see the backside of it. Yeah. So so what's our topic for today? Something I know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> That's why we chose it. <laughs> it's called Stump Brent. Now, today we're talking about Facebook. What are the pros and cons of believers and Facebook? Because it seems as though Facebook has become... Um, uh, become quite a tool, quite a quite a tool and quite a weapon. Hmm. And so just for uh, to get us started, I use Facebook probably more than anybody else in the room, maybe not more so much than, than Kevin, but hmm. I, I, I may could use it just a tad more. Um, Brent, your usage of Facebook is non-existent. Uh, I would say seconds per month. So what we know about you is that anytime somebody gives you props on Facebook, we always... Uh, take a picture and send it to you via text. Or read it to me during staff. Or hey, read somebody it. said something nice about you. <laughs> Yay! That's right. And I think Wendy probably is on the lookout for it, yeah. too. Yeah, she'll let me know. Kevin, your usage is? I'm sorry. I, I wasn't listening. I was over <laughs> here checking Facebook. my Facebook messages. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, I, I varied. I mean, um, we'll probably talk about this some today, but I varied different uses for it. Uh, keeping up with uh, friends from college and even... Some high school people. Um, that's one use. Family pictures, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So, Facebook, uh, Brent. Let's. Why don't you start? You're not on actively on Facebook. Uh, not well, actively. You I, used however, to be. I was. I back in the day when it first came out. I don't know if I really jumped on about the time of MySpace and Facebook. So I actually have <laughs> a recollection of of the beginnings, and I was actively on, and never really from a to gain anything it was what it was hyped up to be it was to check in with family that i haven't seen in forever to look at the pictures of my nieces and nephews and cousins and family mm -hmm. and friends and people that i'm associated with and it was actually a tool to keep up with a few people around the world but as we discovered years ago there still wasn't a ton of folks around the world yeah. that we had connections with as missionaries or, you know, following Christ and churches and that nature that we were able to connect with. But over the years, I think, as as was happened with me, is several different things. I went on a fast from Facebook and basically never picked it up again. And I had come to realize that it was taking way too much of my time, way too much of my life. 
And although you've got the flip side, which we've even talked about in staff meetings on occasion of the pros of using it as a ministry opportunity, for me, based on the way I'm wired, I would rather sit down face-to-face versus having conversation through text and emails and Facebook. And so after the fast, I just felt like it was something I was supposed to give up for a period of time. And since then, I've just never picked it back up. Now, I'll check it occasionally. Mm -hmm. Somebody tags me or something, shows a photo. I'll take a look at it or read something briefly. But for spending literally seconds per month on it is, is the max for me. What about you? How often I'm on there? Or what yeah, I use yeah. It for? What, what do you use it for? What, what, how often stuff like that? I, I use it. I do use it for a lot of stuff. Um, and I'm on there. True confessions. I'm on there pretty much every day. Um, so different things. I, I do use it for the things I, I mentioned with family and posting pictures. Um, it's a it's a way for me to um, kind of almost not diary, but keep a, a scrapbook of, of photos and stuff. You know, as, as nieces are growing up and this kind of stuff. Um, but I also follow, um, and I do this on others, Twitter and and stuff as well, but I'll follow different, um, ministries and different, uh, other businesses. And, and many times there'll be, uh, articles that will grab my attention that, so I'll be, I'll start on Facebook, but I'll end up, you know, reading an article or something like that. Um, so I, that's primarily what I use it for. Um, I can definitely see the uh, time wasting part of it though. It's it very easy to, you're sitting, uh, you know, at a, a waiting room somewhere, you're sitting in a parking lot waiting on somebody and what am I going to do now? I know what I'll do. I'll pick up my phone and check Facebook. I can see how that easily can become a, just a go-to, you know, rather than sitting there and maybe praying or thinking. <laughs> or if you're on the interstate driving 80 miles an hour and yeah. you kind of get bored, you want to make the trip go a little faster. Wow. You could always do that. Not not that I've ever done that, that, but I've heard of people do that. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. So. so that my my usage is kinda I guess like yours. Uh although, you know, I am one who likes to converse with people and and I do like to poke the sleeping bear. But it's not just to cause trouble, but I really want to get to what people are thinking. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be careful because not everybody thinks that way and, and it can become personal real fast. But what I re- so what I try to do, like if I'm going to do a, a poke the bear kind of thing, I'll say something to get people hopefully thinking and hopefully some interaction. But then I will weed through and and find the people in that conversation who really want a conversation. And I just kind of ignore those who are on the fringe, not necessarily ignore, but I really yeah. won't engage. Like there are some people I know that they're always going to come back to a certain comment or a certain mm-hmm. uh, a perspective and I already know what they think on that, and it often doesn't apply at all to the conversation. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let that float. I'm not even gonna respond. Mm-hmm. But, but I've seen how this can work. But I also am very aware that it can be very divisive at times. So that's that's kind of my. So that's one of my usage usage usages <laughs> for it. But it's also uh, a way of me um, just trying to connect with people that I, I normally maybe wouldn't see or normally wouldn't connect with. Um, I'm pretty, pretty transparent. I think I don't really, um, it's amazing the things that, that, uh, people will say, uh, you know, on Facebook that they wouldn't, uh, say to point Brent's point about face to face. There's, yeah. uh, there's so many, um, strong stand divisive comments that you see on Facebook, um, that, you know, 
friends, people you know, and you're like, you know, in person, you're not nearly this mean spirited. But <laughs> you're not really a jerk when we're goodness. having lunch together. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it, it does, um, it does tend to bring out, and you know, one of the, I think we're doing pros and cons here, but one of the advantages I think for taking a break from it, not being on it, um, is uh, just blood pressure can come down. You know, you. Um, you read a lot of negativity. There's a lot of negativity on, on all the social media. If you read that over and over and over, at the end of the day, it can really weigh you down, um, you know, and, and, and get to you at times. So, You know, I think that's key is being able to um, – <laughs> that was funny – being able to actually um, not be personally offended by mm-hmm. something and, and being able to pass on by. Right. Not having to answer. That's probably where my biggest growth has been is yeah. I don't feel compelled to always answer somebody's right. statement. Yeah. Which is which is huge cuz usually somebody making a a uh, demonstrative or a dogmatic statement on Facebook, they're really not open to conversation. They're really just wanting to make you change and believe what you are are thinking. Yeah. Well, or and- they're venting. Yeah. Which is yeah. Uh, another avenue that a lot of people do. They'll throw it out there without thinking. I'm just venting, letting you know what I think in the moment. Hey, this is who I'm I done. am. Yeah. I'm real. Well, and, and it's made it's made to be an echo chamber. I mean, yeah, you know, the the vast majority. A lot of times when people some, put something really strongly out there, they're they're not. They may not even be looking to be divisive. They're looking for the amens. They're looking for the likes yeah. and the yeah, you're rights and the you know that a boys. Then you get that one person that comes in and and doesn't like what you said. Now you they've rattled the cage, you know, and now it's started a fight. And um, you know there there are the trolls out there that just jump in, and you know I think you're one, Jeff. You know you just want to <laughs> upset everybody and you know, turn over the cart sometimes. Turn but, the cart over, yeah. But um, you know it. I don't know. I don't know. You ever I, notice how it gets personal really, really fast? fast? Like like people won't stick to the argument. Um, and, and of course, we're we're jumping past the actual mm-hmm. social part of Facebook, and we're right. looking at the the issues part or the moralities part or the statements right. part. But but it never ceases to amaze me how people cannot actually argue the point. They have to get personal, and they have to get uh, you know, it, which is actually a logical fallacy. If you yeah. if you don't have an argument, you attack the 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 person, right? Which everybody knows that's. The way to lose an argument, you which know? which you know, if if a group of people were sitting together in a room, that could still happen as well. But I honestly think it would happen less. Sure, um, you know, it's just so much easier to be the keyboard warrior and just uh, just go after somebody. Um, and and our biblical mandate is still the same, whether it's typing or whether it's talking. Uh, you know, we're to we're to especially our our fellow Christians. You know, we're to build each other up, not to rip the heart and step on it <laughs> of somebody. Yeah. Um, so what are, uh, what are the good uses of Facebook? How do y'all use it for good? Well, except for Brent. <laughs> so this is really a conversation yeah. between you and me, Kevin, <laughs> and Brent's there to look pretty. Well, like I said, I follow, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I follow ministries. Um, I do take pictures of the nieces and the wife and, you know, and, and it's, I keep them for, for a while. It's able, it's a way to keep up with, uh, friends from the long past, you know, that, um, you know, we've been able to reconnect. Could we do that over the phone? Yeah, probably, but it's it's easier. It's more likely to happen on uh, Facebook. You know, Instagram's really popular now, too. So it's it's a way to kind of um, 
keep up there. And then I guess this could be considered a disadvantage or an advantage, but um, Facebook <clears throat> is one of the best ways to uh, demographically market something. Um, and so if, if you're a business owner, if you're somebody who's into marketing, there's definitely an advantage there. But even as a receiver, um, I actually don't mind it. Uh, I have bought books. I have bought products um, that appealed to me because, you know, honestly, I was marketed too because of my age or, or my likes. You know, they, they post, know, yeah. They, yeah, they know that I like ministry, uh, this kind of stuff. So um, I have found stuff that way. So I have found just people posting like, hey, what's a good book to read? And people will go and list like this is what I'm reading, and it, so just you know, it's a it's an open dialogue. I have found things that way. Um, so I use it to try to keep up with people and, and what they're thinking, because I do think that one of the one of the benefits that it, that that's uh, a double edged sword is that people do tend to reveal things that they wouldn't reveal personally. I think because they feel safer doing that, yeah. and and it helps you to know. Okay, this is actually what you're thinking, right? And you can go back later and and sometimes address it. And, you know, sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's really sad and pathetic what what people put on there. You're thinking to yourself, "Wow, I can't believe you just did that." Pastor, we hadn't been in church for a while. We've been really, really busy. And then the next Sunday morning, they post <laughs> the picture at the beach at exactly ten thirty a.m. Hmm. When you talk about marketing and ways to influence people, one of the things that I did a little research on before we came in here was what are the demographics of those who are actually using Facebook? So that's an interesting topic because if yeah. we're trying to minister, reach out to certain people, we have to understand that Facebook only reaches certain people. Right. In other words, the 30s and up typically use Facebook a mm -hmm. whole lot. Right. Over 80, 85% are using it every single day. But then you start looking at the younger generation right now, the 18 to 24-year-olds, according to the Pew mm -hmm. Research group that did a research mm -hmm. study in 2018, which was only a few months ago, discovered that the vast majority of them are on Snapchat and Instagram. Instagram right. There's a few of them on <clears throat> Facebook, but e e is Facebook at some point is going to be MySpace, which no longer right. exists or, or it morphs into something that it's not today because it's already morphed right. from what it was 10 years ago or whenever it started. And so we're constantly seeing that. So for those of us that, for those of you that do use it for a marketing or a ministry or a a way to connect with people, we have to bear in mind the type yeah. of people know who you're connecting to. Or, or yeah. Exactly who's who's already yeah. on there, who's not going to be on there. Right. Yeah, and I think you know uh, probably Instagram will follow the same path in yeah. some years. It's just my theory is that <laughs> adults ruined Facebook. <laughs> yeah, adults ruin <laughs> so, everything. I mean, we, well, it became. Let's just say what it is. It became a a political, political stump, yeah, uh, or or uh, whatever the issue of the day is, um, and so you know, I I think to their right, I think the the teenagers and the college students and that age, you know, just it's not what we want. We want to, we'd rather see pictures and you know, and which is what Instagram really is. It's yeah, a, it's in a picture yeah. well, now. Snapchat, not it's, now. It's going to change too. Yeah. I mean, it'll start becoming political and and biased, and you know agendas and that kind of stuff as well. It already is, but it'll take well, time. But to the positive side, uh, Facebook Live was ingenious. And honestly, it has opened up a huge world of of good yeah. or to do good. Like um, we do our messages on Sunday morning, Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. So that's a streaming service that's totally free. Now, we've had some issues with uh, Internet connectivity, but once we get that straightened out, right. I mean, you used to pay – 
thousands of dollars in order to be able to do right. that. Now it's it's open and available right. to everybody in the world. And, yep. and we have people who regularly say, hey, I couldn't come today. Thank you for doing yeah. this. We had people sick. Just We're, we're on a Monday here. We people had people sick in yesterday other countries. on Sunday. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, and they were able to watch it and tune in. So. And so I know whenever I'm traveling on a Sunday, I try to try to pull it in. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's, it, again, it's frustrating when the when the, when yeah, the, the signal. Cert signal doesn't work. But right. um, And then the other day on Saturday, so a couple of days ago, I did a Facebook Live with a guy that I met, and I looked at it this morning. It's got sixteen hundred views. Yeah, and that was, was a, that was a less testimony, than two right? days. Yeah, yeah, a testimony of a guy, mm-hmm. and like fifty shares yeah. at this point. Yeah, and so how? So this guy's story is amazing of what yeah. God has done in his life. How could he? And he's from a small town in Baker, Florida. Yeah. How else could he impact? Fifteen no or sixteen hundred, and by the time it's over, who knows? Right. It might be a hundred thousand. Right. He doesn't have that stage, but right. with this, he does, which is pretty darn amazing. Absolutely. Yep. And there've been others. There've been others in the past. Yeah. We, you know, you watch these viral stories that we get to be a part of um, because of social media. So. Well, we've looked at this from a pros and cons perspective on what's good about it, what's bad about it. What about a time management perspective? Because that is really the heartbeat for the struggle of the majority of people. It becomes something that we go to, and that's part of the reason that I stopped. It became something I just did because I was bored. We we brought that up at the very beginning, but Mm -hmm. how much time is too much time? How much time does it take to scroll and to look and and to be able to invest and do the things that we're wanting to do on there and then look at it and say, well, that's too much? And, of course, the answer is different for every person. We've talked about this in a previous podcast, but I'm at home with a wife, four kids, 12 and under. Mm -hmm. Jeff... At home with a wife, three kids that are teenagers, totally different dynamic. Yeah. And then Kevin home with a wife and then sometimes two nieces. Yeah. And so that's that's a radically three totally different time management issues and, that, that we look at. And then draw a line we were, for how much. Even if we were single and had 24 hours, you know, complete free time, even if we did, yeah. uh, it's still a time management issue because it's, uh, you know, the, the question is still valid. How much is too much? And and if you are spending and by the way it's addictive it can be you oh, yes sure. you can be sucked into it um but yeah, so how much is too much and what are you uh what are you not doing because you're spending time on social media so what is the balance i i don't have the answer for that question but i do echo the question that and it's not just social media i could say social media but yeah. honestly it's the same thing if i'm home playing video games yeah, or right. i'm i'm watching television yeah. for for that same it's whatever it is right can't, it's Matter a time fact, management issue. I remember this same question 20 years ago, yeah. starting out in youth ministry, about you know the big evil box that was sitting I'm in the house. Oh, no, well, no, it was about TV. TV you know, yeah. how, I remember those sermons. You know, How many hours are you sitting there letting the world influence you by this TV? So it's, it is kind of the same question um, we've had. Well, that, that kind of goes along with the message from yesterday about losing the wonder, that we have occupied every free space in our mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know I have to catch myself... And stop myself if I pull up to a stoplight or a, a train is going across a track and it's closed yeah. the street, you know, in that boredom, just go, oh, just check something. And instead of using that time for something t- thinking or just just mm-hmm. free space, because, you know, your your brain is always working. It's always it's always chugging and it's always sure. filing stuff and pulling files and shifting. Yes. And and if, if that becomes a default going to media, you're really essentially creating stress and chaos mm-hmm. because there's no actual rest. So 
it's a replacement for being quiet. It's a, it's a repl- it can be a replacement for being alone. Mm-hmm. And the, the less we're alone, the more afraid of being alone we are, which I think is totally damaging. Uh, I got onto one of my kids the other day because in the car they were they were playing a game on the phone connected to somebody else in China or whatever. Wow. I said, put that thing away. Mm-hmm. But it's just a game. Yeah, but but this is time that you should be doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, not that it's wrong to play a game, but but at there yeah. too much of it. And and it's about it's about discipline, really. I, I heard it's not about rules and regulations. It's really about our own personal discipline. I heard. And I don't know where I heard this. So I can't quote it. This is not plagiarism. I don't know where I got this from. I heard it somewhere um, that this generation, uh, probably anybody you know in their forties and below, reads. I can't verify this, but reads more than any generation in the past. But our reading is you know one hundred and forty characters, one hundred eighty characters For at sure. a time. It's it's just it's a post here. It's a comment there. Um, so it, it, it's very shallow. It's very thin. Um, and a lot of times what, what happens on social media is, uh, you'll read a news story or something. That's another whole topic, I guess. But, uh, and then you'll start reading the comments and it, it just reinforces one opinion over and over and over. And a lot of times it's a negative opinion, but that's what they're reading. That's what we're reading, you know? So there's a real danger in that. Something, you talked about the railroad tracks and that kind of stuff. Something I've really consciously been trying to do is when I have that urge to pick it up, I do pick up my phone, but I'm intentionally going to Kindle now Good. and trying to just read, uh, or actually the Bible. Um, so how just, many sentences are you able to read at the stop sign? <laughs> well, stop signs, no, but, uh, but you know, there's times where our parking lot, you're waiting on somebody or whatever, or waiting on food, you know, you got, you know, five minutes yeah. or so. Um, so I'm really trying to do that because I'm controlling what I'm reading then. Uh, if if I'm going to social media, I don't have control over that. I'm I'm scanning. Great and, uh, point. Imagine how much we miss of the world because our eyes are focused on a screen. Hmm. We miss the, we miss yeah. beautiful things and we miss mm-hmm. um, inspiring and and um, you know creative things, creative mm-hmm. from the hand from the heart of God, creative. But we miss it because we're we're too busy looking down. And on top of that. What we're looking at on that screen, though it may be a picture of something real, are we really looking at real life when we look at social media? Or are we looking at what somebody wants us to think is real life yeah. on social media? So they're highlight real, you know? <laughs> and going back to the health aspect of it, how much does this really affect the health of of us as individuals? Does spending too much time with media keep us from exercising? I mean, that's a, that's a great sure. question. And I even think about our good friend, Dr. Tim Boyette, when I was going through some health issues a while back, he suggested to me having a basically a total media fast 30 minutes before you go to bed. No st- no media stimulation to your eyes because that goes straight to your brain. And then it just, mm-hmm. as you were saying a minute ago, Jeff, keeps you wired up. So it even takes you longer to fall asleep because you've been you're stimulating your eyes through all the different media mm. channels that are available. And so he suggested, you know, 30 minutes before, maybe an hour before, go ahead and start wow. stopping that so that you can get your body prepared for rest. And how much does that affect us? You know, how often we hear it all the time. Do you get up and you check your social media in the middle of the night? You get up yeah. for whatever reason, oh, I got to check and see what happened or first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Our very first thing that we go to mm-hmm. is Checking emails and Facebooks and mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So there's a there's a d- very dangerous slippery slope that we have to guard against, yeah. especially as a Christ follower. If everything we do we do it to the glory of God, how much of that is really being done toward the glory of God? 
Yeah, and we've talked about the the negatives of um, you know, and I agree with everything you just said there, Brent. But uh, no, no, there's not a but here. Um, th- another danger of the addiction would be that um, you know, th- we are wanting to go back to it to see what people have thought of what something we've posted. I mean, we've talked a lot about yeah, reading yeah. other people's posts, but yeah. there is yeah, definitely an addictive nature to you get that approval idol approval. kicking in there. Yeah, so I'm gonna put this out there, and you know, and. Well, you know, it does give you an endorphin rush, yes. or I guess they call it a dopamine hit every time somebody likes. And mm-hmm. and the more popular it is, the more people like, the more apt you are to go back and check it, yeah. which really speaks to our need as humans to be, uh, to find acceptance mm-hmm. and love and approval. Mm-hmm. So right. in in a way, it's the ultimate, um, it's, it's, it's the ultimate pacifier mm-hmm. that doesn't give, usually give real nourishment. Mm-hmm. It's like that that pacifier, just to stick it in to quit the crying, to give the comfort. Yeah. But it's a it's a cheap um, it's a cheap replica of the real thing, mm-hmm. which is real human relationships. Right. I say all that saying, but still saying that that I think there's a great value in it. It just has to be metered and measured, and we have to be our own um, our own. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Our own filter. Our own. Yeah. Yeah. It's self control. Yeah. It's self-control. I don't need somebody else to tell me, hey, spend this much time. I need to be able to right. listen to the Holy Spirit like you were doing and say, okay, I can spend this much time or or there's there's getting points where I need to take a break. Um, you know, one of my pet peeves, or, or I, not, let me get, let me not go there. One of the things I do like about it is that I can, I can hear the opinions of people that I normally wouldn't hear. Like I've got, I, I try to keep a broad group of friends so it's not an echo chamber. Right. And I really want to know, okay, you have a different political perspective. You mm-hmm. have a different uh, perspective on sexuality. You mm-hmm. have a different perspective on mm-hmm. raising children. So what do you think about issue X mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or situation, you know, whatever? And it, and if they're if they're real, yeah. I can really hear the way the rest of the world thinks or, or somebody else in the world thinks. And that helps me because that can either affirm what I, what I believe or yeah. it can help me to understand better – where I, maybe I'm a little off. Yeah. You know, the one of the popular questions nowadays is, why is everybody so offended about everything? And why, I'm offended that you would even ask that I, question. I'm offended that you asked that I asked that. So back Are you offended, you. Brent? What's offended mean? <laughs> I'm not on that channel. Everybody's so offended nowadays. Hey, and, wouldn't that be a great TV channel? The Offended Channel? Yes, we are. You know, actually. <laughs> and they just do everything to offend people. I thought about this. I read this today on social media, actually. And it, it actually asked the question, how is a uh, generation that was brought up on South Park and Family oh, Guy so offended? And I went, yeah, that really is a good question. Mm-hmm. That's a but here, I think social media has a lot to do with that because people are so stinking opinionated, and it's it's in your face opinionated. Yeah. They wouldn't do that face to face. I feel like we've done a lot of negative on social media because there is, um, but there is a positive to it as well. Um, you know, I. I think about elderly that not a lot of them yeah. are on it, um, but it's a way for them to have social connection. We have a senior adult right here yeah. who tells me that she keeps up with her grandsons on Facebook and it thrills her to no end. Mm-hmm. So this is an 80 something year old lady yeah. who she's able to see the day to day life of her grandkids yeah. because she's on Facebook. That is amazing. Yeah. That is a win right there. Yeah course it keeps the grandkids going okay should really post this yeah grandma's right. watching yes, but, right. but they're good kids you know so yeah 
So a lot of negatives. A lot of, one, I know we're running close on time, but I feel like it probably should be in the podcast at least. Uh, one major negative that probably should be mentioned is uh, all social media can be a place for scammers. It can be a place for um, traffickers. It can be a place. We Obviously, the stories are out there about uh, um, the pedophiles and this kind of stuff. So that uh, it's an easier system to do it online than it is to do it in person. So just to be said, I think just for the record's sake, I agree. So as we close out, do we, do you have any rules, any personal rules for Facebook or if you were on Facebook, would you have any Brent? Uh, Why don't you go first so I can think about it? (laughs) I'll just tell you, I don't, I have not written these down or anything, but um, several years ago I made an intentional choice not to, uh, be political. Um, what does that mean? Well, I don't. I don't post any pro any candidate uh, or anti any candidate. I, I know it's. I know that the it's full of that. Um, but now I have opinions, uh, and I will talk to people in person about them. But I don't. I don't typically go for the jugular and and put that kind of stuff. I don't even put strong opinions on um, social issues out there. Um, now I will. People do know where I stand. I'm putting a lot of uh, Bible scriptures and stuff I'm reading and quotes and this kind of stuff. And then I put a lot of just pictures of me and, you know, the nieces and stuff. But um, for me, that was a conscious decision. I'm still sticking by it. And uh, what I found back in the day, you know, it still happens. If you post those kind of strong comments out there, then you're starting an argument. Arguments have winners and losers. Conversations can can change people. So I'd rather have a conversation than an argument. Um, most of the strong statements just provoke an argument. So that's just a personal rule. I don't, I'm not saying it's for everybody, but for me, um, I, I don't have time to argue. Yeah. I'll converse. And, and if I'm going to converse, I want it to be about Jesus. I want it to be about something that I'm reading in the Bible, you know, uh, something along those lines. So that, I guess that's for me. Okay. <clears throat> I've got a few rules, believe it or not. Um, you know, I'm the rule king, right? Woo-hoo. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, that's not really true. And air quotes can't be seen on a podcast. That's either. right. Air quotes. <laughs> Just know there are air quotes, right? There's air quotes currently. Yeah. So a couple of my rules. Um, number one, I, it is my page. Mm-hmm. And so I alone choose what's on my page. And I alone choose who I friend or, or unfriend. And I, and I only say that because I think that, that people somehow think that um, you're supposed to accept everybody and you're supposed to listen to everybody and it's just i don't think that's the case i think if you own it then you have the right to do what you want to do having said and that sounds really harsh but but i'm firm on that simply because um i know the intent of of what i'm trying to accomplish and what i'm trying to accomplish is i want to connect with people and i want to keep up with people but i also know that some people really can't handle me yeah. That's not because I'm better or anything else. It's just I know that personality-wise, it's a clash, and I want to prevent that from happening. And so really out of love for somebody else, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to let you be on here because you're going to misunderstand more right. times than not. Yeah. Um, and so that that's one thing. Two, I do tend to post on the hard topics. Part mm-hmm. of that is I feel, it, I feel like that's a role of a pastor. But I try to do it in conversation form rather than dogmatic statement form. Don't mm-hmm. always succeed in this, but but at least in the last couple of years, I've gotten I think I've gotten better at it mm-hmm. because 
I, so so I, I want to I want to state my thoughts, but then I want to say I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Right. And to me, that's the opening of a conversation. I do think that you, if you can't write your your feelings, you probably don't know your feelings well enough. Mm-hmm. Now, in a few characters, that's hard to do. Right. But but it should hopefully force you to cons- to to really consider. Okay, this is what I think. Mm-hmm. Again, they can't see my hands, but I'm I'm motioning. Yes, you, you are. Know. <laughs> um, and so. In that, if a person comes on and they are, um, if, if they're going to attack somebody else who's given a valid opinion, then then they're going to be they're going to get the boot. I usually warn one or tw- once or twice, but then I'm going to boot them because you don't have a right to come on my page and be ugly or mean to somebody who's a friend of mine. It's your house. It's right? my house. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that's and again, I don't, I don't mean that to sound bad. That's just that, those are my boundaries. Yeah. Um, but. I also don't want to be a one-trick pony. So I I really don't post a lot of political stuff. And mm-hmm. I would even argue that I don't post political stuff. I try to post thinking the intersection of politics and faith mm-hmm. because no matter how we – no matter if we want it to or not, politics affects us, and our faith is supposed to be a part of that process rather than just an external mm-hmm. thing. You know, I can't compartmentalize who I vote for and – and 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 my my faith because they're they're together, um, so you know issues that are labeled po- political to me they're really more moral and ethical questions. Um, but but again, I try not to be dogmatic. I try to I try to give people room, and I actually love it when somebody comes on and says I totally completely a hundred percent disagree with you. I'm like sweet cool. Yeah, let's Tell talk. me why. Let's yeah. talk. Yeah. But in terms of one trick pony. I post a lot of dead animals because, <laughs> matter of fact, yeah. I joke with Josh because uh, I don't know that I have a picture of him without uh, some sort of game that we have hunted and, and, yeah. and chased. <laughs> I hope that doesn't offend somebody. But <laughs> Once my again, bug, my we're offending. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those, those are kind of my rules, and, and I don't answer everybody because – Sometimes you know that answering is not going to help. It's only going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hurt. I want to I want to I want to help and I want to uplift. Yeah. So Brent, now that you've heard let me just talk to the speakers, the people out in listening land. <laughs> if you've tried to friend me on Facebook in the last 6 months, <laughs> please luck. do not be offended that <laughs> yeah. I have not recepted your friend request because in the th- 13 <laughs> seconds I've been on in yes. the last 6 months, I've just not had time. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Hey, have have you noticed how offended people get if you don't accept their friend or if you don't re, if you don't answer their message? You if, haven't noticed. If they it. don't post it, if they post it, I just don't see it. Oh nice. my gosh, it's crazy. And honestly, most of those times are just accidents that aren't yeah. seen or whatever. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was an interesting conversation, gentlemen. Um, I hope it's been helpful to others. And I hope that uh, my hope is that everybody would create their own Facebook boundaries and remember that. What are you laughing at? I'm just thinking, oddly enough, they may be hearing this on social media. (laughs) (laughs) So please give it a thumbs up and a heart and a subscribe and good comments. That's right. Only nice things. (laughs) Um, Echoing through my mind constantly when it comes to social media that. the scripture tells us that we are to make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Mm-hmm. And so we can use something for the for, for something something for good, in our case something for the gospel, or we can use it for something evil. I hope and I pray that we manage our time 
always with the gospel and with the kingdom of God uh, at the forefront of every decision. So, well, let's close this podcast out, shall we? Yep. All righty. Go take a walk. Enjoy the sun today. How about that? Get off your phone. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.